Hello riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Wednesday, September 16, 2015, and this is the ride. Welcome, welcome. Ready to buckle up and join me for this beautiful commute today. I woke up this morning. It was just starting to get light outside and I was greeted by the morning star. Well, I don't know if it was the morning star, but it was a very bright star. It could have been the planet Venus. I don't know. Haven't been figuring out where the planets are lately. It's not my thing right now. But whatever it was, it was right in my face, and I thought that was pretty cool. The air is crisp. I happen to be driving directly toward the west right now. And this is the first morning that I've been on this stretch of highway and the sun is just nailing me in the rearview mirror. Now what that's telling me is that we're getting closer and closer to the fall equinox because on that day, if I'm understanding things right, if you were to take a look at when, when the sun is rising and when the sun is setting, it will be, if you were on an east-west highway, and you could see all the way to the horizon, you, you would see the sun rise and set at the, you know, at the very tip of that east, east end of the highway and the west end of the highway. You know what I'm saying? Is that clear? Anyway, the point is the sun is like right behind me, and this is the first time I've really noticed that. Why do I say that? Well, I don't know. There's a lot of signs going on and that's kind of showing me that there's a change afoot. But anyway, that was just a little side trip. When I woke up and saw that morning star, though, I was thinking about morning star, and I thought I'd look something up. And I didn't remember this. Well, I kind of half remember this. But I knew, I knew that Jesus ref was referred to as the morning star. And so I was trying to figure out, you know, why. And, you know, I'm sure it has everything to do with it's the brightest star kind of thing, the brightest light in the sky. And I do not remember where you find that, but you know what? You're students of the Word. You can find out. But what's even more interesting is, did you know that Satan was referred to as the morning star? Yes, indeed. In fact, conspiracy alert, conspiracy alert, Satan is referred to as a morning star. Jesus is referred to as a morning star. Satan is referred to as a lion. Jesus is referred to as a lion of Judah. Uh-oh, have we discovered something? Uh-oh, better write a book about it. Jesus and Lucifer, are they the same thing? I say that in jest because it's so easy to take scripture and twist it and manipulate it using earthly arguments 
and make it say what you want to say. Make it interpret the way you want to interpret it. There's a danger in that. I, I hadn't really thought about the fact that the lion and the morning star was used to describe both Jesus and Satan. It, it's not some new, oh, we discovered something new. It just is a, it's just a, a, a symbolism, kind of. And it's not a big deal that they're used to describe opposites. But people will take the Word of God and do that kind of stuff and twist it, and, and there's a lot of danger in that. So I just wanted you to know that. So anyway, this morning I was listening to my buddy Max McLean Today I listened to Philippians and Colossians. Man, I'm busting through the word. And now I have another advantage to hearing the word of God. Yesterday, you may have heard me talking about how it's kind of cool to hear the word of God because it, it just, for me, it, it helps me get it into me more. But I was noticing that, you know, when you can hear it's spoken, there's there's emotion in the words, especially if it's read well. And I like how Max does it. So I can I can get more out of what's being communicated than just the words on a page when I can hear them. So anyway, really cool. I want to encourage you to look into that because if if spending time in the Word of God is difficult, and it was for me, and I've read it number of times but sometimes it was just hard for me to you know prepare myself to to get into the word well it's great to have some kind of a mobile device where you can have it display for you and you know while you're driving for example I love it in fact when I'm when I'm driving to work I love it when I pass each exit as I approach my work because right now I've got about an hour and 15 minute commute. But it, every uh, every exit I pass, I, I, I'm kind of excited because, especially early in my commute, because when I pass this particular exit, the, th the only thing that's going through my mind is, sweet, I'm not even close yet to work. I've got more exits to pass, you know, which tells me I can hear more word before we start the podcast. Is that weird? My, my goal at this point in the morning is to, to make it to work, you would think, but actually my goal is to get the word into me and to be able to share it with you all. And so as I go through this trip because man life's a trip as I go through this trip I don't want it to hurry up and get me to my destination <laughs> that just means I got work to do not that I don't, not that I dislike my work at all that's not it but but I've got I think more eternal higher purposes for what I'm doing on the way to work so I don't want to have it come too soon 
In fact, some, day, some days when the podcast, when I'm getting close to work and the podcast, I've got to sign off, I'm thinking, oh man, I wish I had more time. So I don't know if that made any sense. But what you're doing, if you haven't reached whatever your goal is, you know, your life goal, whether it be your big life goal or whether it be your goal for today, while you're working toward that goal, enjoy the time you're in. I have a friend who uh, is in his 30s. One of his goals is to become a married man, to become a husband. And it hasn't happened for him yet. And I pray that, that God provides the wife that God's been preparing for him. And that, and that that will become fruitful in his life. And so right now, that goal hasn't been reached for him. You know, so as you are going through your trip, as you are riding through life, be excited about, you know, the trip. And focus on the Lord, and the other things will be added. You know, seek ye first the kingdom of God. So I've got a few things I'd like to talk about this morning. Paul is talking in Philippians. Really interesting. Early in Philippians, he's talking about how preachers and how there are some that were preaching, but they were kind of doing it for more selfish reasons. Maybe it's a a power play kind of situation, whatever. And Paul says something interesting. He says, as long as the gospel is preached, let it happen. And I thought, you know what, that's pretty cool. Now, he's also talking about how the Lord is a judge somewhere in there. You know, I, I forget where all these things are, but you know, it's good that I'm getting the word into me, so at least I know certain things. I don't necessarily know scripture and verse. I can go hunt them down and, and Google them, find them pretty quickly. And I encourage you guys to do the same whenever I bring up topics and you don't know where it's at. Look them up. That's your homework, okay? But I may not know what the scripture and verse, you know, chapter and verse are, but I know it's in there. I know that Christ lives in us. And it's a mystery, but it's an empowering fact. It causes my life to be profitable and helps me conquer sin and the enemy. I know that's a fact. I can't show you an image of uh, some physicality of that. You have to trust me and take my word for it. But I know the word of God tells me that that's the way it is and I see it in my life, so it's a truth for me. So also in Philippians, did you know that everything, everything, I think it's in Philippians and Colossians, it was talking about how 
everything is under Christ's control. Like everything must be submitted to him. No one in the course of all human history has ever defeated sin and death except Jesus Christ. And now all authority he has. And guess what? Christ lives in us. He is over all principalities and powers. And he has put into us all wisdom and knowledge. He's a holder of all wisdom and knowledge. So I want you to think about that and meditate on that. And if you if you having a hard time believing that you I think somewhere in scripture it says that we're the head, not the tail. That scripture, you might need to look that one up because I think there's some debate over what that's really saying. So you look it up and you you see what the Lord is telling you and make sure you read it in context so we can have understanding. But, you know, the Lord has given us wisdom just like the Lord gave it to Solomon. So when you think about your life and if you believe that you don't have this control well two things you might not because you might not know the Lord you might not have him in your life to be tapped into the vine like that into the kingdom and I'll encourage you to accept the Lord and I believe it was yesterday or the day before this podcast where, where I led you all into a prayer that would introduce you to the Savior. Either that, or you might have a relationship with the Lord, but your environment that you're in, whatever happened, you know, what's going on in your life right now, the, the issues of the family, financial woes, job loss, all these things can tap your strength and can throw your mind into confusion. It's easy It's easy for that to happen. I've been there firsthand. I know that you don't even know which way is up at times. And here, here's Rusty James telling you that you have the mind of Christ and I'm 100% believe in that. So, the yeah, second option would be maybe the mind hasn't been renewed enough to accept that you truly can make it through this situation. You can make it through. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what the outcome looks like. You probably don't know what the outcome looks like because you're really faced with everything you're dealing with right now. It's hard to see through it. I get that. But I know that the Lord sees the end, sees the the end goal for that situation. And I believe that He sees good things for you. And I'm not saying that just to make you feel happy and make you make it through another day kind of thing. I truly, truly believe that God is looking out for you. 
I, when I was in the middle of my valley not too long ago, my wife and I were praying through it, and it was very difficult. Not knowing what the next day brought, not, not knowing what the next week, month, year, truly we didn't know where we were headed. And we got to the point and we prayed and we were really at the end of ourselves. There, you know, you know what that's like. You, there's nothing more you can do. And see, that's where the strength is. If you, if you continue to think that you've got some answer that you can somehow muster up with your own solutions and you continue to believe for that, then you might not get to the point where you're fully dependent on the Lord. And see, that's where your strength is. That's where it would be. Now, I'm not saying that <clears throat> that we... I'm not saying that we don't do anything and we just sit on the couch and wait for heaven to drop the answer in our lap. I'm not saying that at all. But renewing our mind... In addition to believing that the Lord has solutions for us and that we have a victory right now, part of renewing our mind is to renew it in such a way that we say, you know what, my own strength is inadequate for the solution or for the, for the circumstance at hand. And I have reached the end of what I can do. Now I will put my trust in the Lord. I will live my life step by step and I will pray to the Lord my God for help. And I know many of you who prayer isn't a big thing in your life would say, man, that's what people say all the time and that's why people say that so they can sell books. <laughs> books on prayer and and you know it's just talking to the air I know that that's not true I don't renewing your mind is getting past this idea that prayer is just some kind of a self delusion that makes your psyche feel good because you know you can have that thought about prayer You could be praying, you know, you could be at the point in your life where you understand prayer to be only this thing that you do to help comfort your soul, but, but really there's not much going on. I want to I suggest that we renew our mind in such a way that we realize that prayer actually is truly speaking to the one who created everything you see. Every atom in the universe, every cell in your body. You're talking to the one who is intimately knowledgeable about everything. And he hears us. And some would believe that okay, maybe there is this God and maybe he does hear our prayer, but having us speak to him and ask for things 
is just too ridiculous. You know, he's got more on his plate. He's got more important things to deal with than you, the matters that you bring up to him. Well, part of your homework, too, is to look into Scripture to see where God was petitioned and prayers were lifted up to him and he changed his mind because of the prayer. That's your homework. Because when you see that, you recognize that, you know what? Prayer changes things. Now, I tend to think that the biggest thing that prayer changes is our attitude. When we're truly in prayer, we're truly talking to the Lord and asking Him. You know, we petition Him for things, but we also want to spend time with Him where we're not asking Him for things, but just wanting to know Him more. So I guess we are asking Him for things. We're asking Him for more knowledge about who He is. But He wants that. Many times he's talking about himself as a good father, and he equates that with human good fathers too. And I know if my kids were to come to me and ask for things that would bring glory to me or glory to them as my children, things like you know asking for wisdom and asking to have better understanding about the world they live in, that brings glory to me. And I believe that that's the truth. Would we go to the Lord and say, Lord, I want to know more about you. Yeah, I'm asking God for something. But what I'm asking for is a better understanding of who he is. Why? So I can bring glory to him. I think that brings glory to him. Even, even the desire to want to bring glory to him brings glory to him. So I wasn't really... I guess I wasn't really planning on talking about prayer today. But apparently I was supposed to. So for those who are going through a very difficult time right now and it feels like the world is against them. And in many cases the world may be against them. As they're living for Jesus Christ, the world will be against you. And depending on your situation, you might feel like you don't have a friend with an earshot. And you might not in the natural realm, but no one, no principality, no power in the world can separate you from the love of God. And you can tap in and converse with the Lord the one who made you at any time no one can take that away that is the lifeline no one can take that away so my encouragement to all of us is to do that even if we're not facing a giant even if we're not in the valley we ought to be doing that even when we're at the high points and we ought to be doing that pretty much all the time Paul says pray without ceasing And as you start to do that, and I'm, you know what, I've I'm, I'm just been inspired today, today, <clears throat> to, 
today I've been inspired just by hearing me say this to you guys to get in prayer what do you pray about? well I'll tell you what I'm going to be praying about I'm going to be praying about my wife it's 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 cool the things that you're responsible for and have a have a responsibility to maintain your family relationship your unity of your family those are major things those are the first things that come to my mind I want to pray for my wife to have her needs met and you know what that means that means I'm actually asking God for me to be a better husband without necessarily saying that Praying for my wife to have her needs met is kind of a selfish prayer in a sense. It's causing it's causing me to be a better husband. So praying for her and then praying for my children that they would grow in their relationship with God the Father so they can understand the things that you and I are talking about right now to a better degree. It brings glory to me and ultimately to God the Father, but it brings glory to me if I know that my kids want to spend time with the Lord without me pestering them to do so. If you are in a situation where You've got family members who don't know the Lord. The best thing that you can do to prepare the soil in their life is to pray for them. So let's do that right now. No time like the present. Lord, we really appreciate the fact that we can come before you at any time and just be in your presence and acknowledge your presence. We know that you're with us all the time. But right now, we focus our mind on the fact that you are with us and that our prayer and our conversation with you brings results. Help us to have your mind so that the things that we're seeking are in alignment with your will for us. Because we know if we pray your will, your word says that you will accomplish those things. So we right now lift up our families, those members of our families who maybe don't know you or have fallen away from a relationship with you. We ask that you would soften the hardness of their heart so they will remember or they will come to know you in a whole new way, that they don't see you like they once saw you but they see you as a good father. They see you not as a taskmaster, but as one who, is, who embodies love, who recognizes that there's a sin problem that we all have to deal with, but that you have solved the sin problem. And, and I pray, Lord, that the people we're lifting up in prayer right now will have this strong desire to seek after what brings them true life. And I know that you are our life. You are the bread of life. 
and the living water that you provide, we will never go thirsty again. So I pray, Lord, that those bits of wisdom and understanding will be made clearer to, to all of us, really. Because we all need a new revelation of who you are. So we lift up all these people and ourselves to you right now, that that knowledge, that spiritual understanding will be clearer and clearer. And we thank you that we can come before your throne boldly and ask for these things. And finally, Lord, I want to just declare in the Spirit that today, today is a new day. Today is a day of salvation. And old things are passed away. And behold, there are new things that are being birthed right now as we speak. I thank you that we have authority that Jesus had, that his wisdom is in us, and that we operate and have authority over principalities and powers. And so the mountains that are in our lives that we're going through, we can speak to them and they will be moved, and that we can better understand the will that you have for us, Lord, and that you will be with us as we go through this, this trip of our life. And help, help us to have a really good understanding of where we're going. Maybe not the big end picture, but help us know where we're going today. We thank you for being here for us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Isn't that great? We can just do that anytime. Anytime. I love the fact that I've got a commute. I have a friend who I work with who has, I think, two minutes from his house to work. I mean, that's great. Everybody can, you know, it, this is just easier for me to devote time to this one-on-one -on -one with the Lord and with you guys. Because I'm kind of captive. You're my captive audience and I'm captive in this car. But just like Paul, he was captive and the word went out. So, in a sense, I'm captive by my commute. And because of that, this podcast exists. Truly, that's what the deal is. So I celebrate my commute, just like Paul celebrated the fact that he was in chains so that the gospel could go forth. So I'm not trying to equate myself with Paul, but... He was kind of a, a boisterous individual, have you noticed? You know, he talks, I think it was in Colossians where he talked about, you know, of, um, you know, he was faultless, I think was the word, uh, when, it, when he was referring to his following the law, that he was faultless. But then he, but then he was talking about how he was chief of sinners, I think that was what it was. So he was bold in what his flesh, because he was talking about, you know, um, doing things in the flesh and, and, his, and his righteousness according to the flesh, you know, following the laws and doing everything right and being a zealot and all this. He was faultless there, but he recognized that 
It's a different world when you are following Jesus. It's not a flesh thing at all. It's a spiritual thing. So it doesn't matter how high or how low you are on the social the social ladder. It's whether or not you're tuned into the Lord God Almighty. That's where your strength comes from. Remember that today, okay? Our strength comes from the Lord. And we need to be reminded all the time, hey, plug in, talk to the Lord. Spend time in prayer. You will be fueled up, ready to take on whatever the day has to throw at you. But guess what? The more you do that, you're going to have stuff to throw at the day. You don't have to be on the defense. You can be on the offense. I much rather live. I would much rather live my life. <laughs> I'd much rather be offensive. No, that's not what I mean. You know what I mean, though. I'd rather have. I'd rather approach my day in an offensive position than a defensive position. My Lord has my back already. He's my defense. And so I'm going to live boldly because I'm spending time at the throne getting some wisdom, getting some understanding of who I am in Christ. And we do that every day and it will change your life. I can testify to that 100%. Stay in that word and live in peace and pray for those who persecute you and spend time with the Lord your God in prayer and supplication and things will change in your day things will change in your week your month your year your family things will change in this world if you do that so let's all do that all right and i will see you on the flip